The following is not suitable for children because Jiggles likes to cuss. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tucker. I'm Jiggles, and welcome to the Bench Riders Podcast, the show where we talk about philosophy, psychology, science, culture, and ideas. Yep, and we just wanted to get on here and let you guys know that the audio is going to sound a little different once this episode starts. There were a lot of growing pains that came along with starting this podcast, Um, so we're actually recording this in a different place than where the episode was recorded, but we still thought it was important to put out these early episodes because they represent the start of this podcast, and so hope that you will bear with us with that. How you doing today, Tucker? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been... A better week than I have had in a while, I feel like. I was feeling pretty down last weekend, but this week has been been better. I haven't worked as much, and um, just I feel like kind of have more things I'm looking forward to. I don't know. So I feel better this week. How about you? It's been a pretty good week. Had a couple of job prospects that I'm now waiting to hear back from, so we're feeling a little better on that front. Uh, it's also the Arlington Major for Dota 2, if you're into that. EG is 4-0, so it's officially too easy for RTZ. For those that don't know, Jiggles watches, (laughs) he watches, like, chess and Dota uh, competitions pretty much like how most people would watch, like, football. Religiously. (laughs) Never-ending. So, today, we are going to talk about whether or not humans and Earth are insignificant in the grand scheme of things as far as the universe and life. So Tucker is going to introduce that topic for us now. This is Tucker here to remind you that, as my brother would say, we're just two dumbasses neandering into a mic and we get things wrong and we're definitely not qualified to teach any of this stuff. So we're trying to be okay with that and still get our voices out there and we hope that you'll be merciful to us as we try to do that. Okay, so looking at the idea of whether the Earth and humanity, by extension, is significant or insignificant in the grand scheme of things of the solar system and the universe, it's a pretty big idea and to try to break down in seven minutes uh, that we usually try to do here. Uh, So when we were off air before getting on here, Jiggles and I had kind of decided that the best way to kind of bring up that idea was to look at geocentrism and how that idea as it was debunked has led us from a viewpoint of the earth being extremely significant in the universe to the view we have of earth and humanity's place in the universe now and then we're going to kind of piggyback off of that to talk about the idea of how significant humanity is in the grand scheme of things and so geocentrism if you've never heard of it or never heard the word, you've heard of the idea probably. And that's the idea that everything that we see when we look out, especially in ancient times, uh, the sun, the moon, the planets, they all revolved around the earth. They were all orbiting around the earth. And so the earth was looked at as kind of the center of the universe. And it was a very popular idea for much of humanity's history Even when we look at ancient religious texts, uh, like in the Hebrew Bible, for example, in Joshua chapter 10, um, I'm going to read verses 12 through 13 out of the NIV. It says, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you, moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jasher, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. So, uh, obviously there's a lot of context with armies fighting each other and all of that, but the point, the reason I wanted to read that section was that it's clear from that text that you can see that they believed that the sun was orbiting around the sun, or I mean the sun was orbiting around the earth, and quite fast it seems, considering it seems like they believe that the sun made an entire orbit in a day, um, and that was their day and night cycle. The sun was orbiting around the earth, and when it was on the other side, it was nighttime. Uh, so, 
we see there that you know ancient man believed that the sun revolved around the earth and that you know the earth was the center of the universe so that idea of geocentrism uh, was pretty widely believed it seems for much of human history the issue came when we come across what we now call apparent retrograde motion and that according to wikipedia is defined as Apparent retrograde motion is the apparent motion of a planet in the direction opposite of other bodies within its system from a particular vantage point. So to kind of break that idea down, the issue that they came across was they're looking at, say, Mars, for example, and Mars is going one direction for months. It's, you know, it's circling in the direction you expect for months. And then, say, they look at it a month later, and it looks like Mars almost turned around and is going backwards. It's, you know, it's not where it should be. It's moving backwards. And then a month later, it it's going in the right direction again. And that was called apparent retrograde motion. And so that created a problem for geocentrism because it didn't make sense. Why, if, if everything was orbiting around the Earth, why did it look like it was moving backwards? And so that brought about many philosophers and scientists coming up with, albeit especially in hindsight, very convoluted, uh, you know, ideas about the solar system and the universe and the way that things are working. Uh, but a man that was named Nicholas Copernicus, he came along in 1473, was born. He died in 1543, and the year he died, he put out a book called On the Revelation of Heavenly Spheres. And in that book, he proposed his idea that he had been thinking about in his head for years, and that was uh, it's called heliocentrism, and that's the idea that instead of everything revolving around the Earth, everything in our solar system was in fact revolving around the Sun, and the Sun was the center of the solar system. And with that, you know, it's a that's a big idea to try to take in, right? Because we're thinking of the Earth as being very central to everything. Everything around us is revolving around us, in a sense. But now we're thinking, well, it's actually the Earth revolving around the Sun, and the Sun is the center. And his idea actually solves the problem of retrograde motion because, you know, he proposed that the reason that things looked like they were moving backwards is because the Earth's speed in our rotation around the Sun was maybe faster than something like Mars. And so, you know, if you run past somebody and you turn around as you're overtaking them and you turn around to look at them, it looks like they're moving backwards because you're running so fast. Um, and that's kind of the way he looked at what was happening with other planets. We were passing them you know, and then turning around sort of and looking back and saying, well, they're going backwards. But we know they're not actually going backwards. They're just, we're moving too fast, and it's our perspective. And so, you know, his idea kind of solves the problem of retrograde motion. So it fit the data. Of course, it was a very heavy idea to take in, and it wasn't really popular with the way that, you know, many people had believed at that time. And in fact... Um, it led more scientists to even make more what we now consider normal claims, but crazy claims at the time. Um, a scientist, his last name was Bruno. I'm not going to butcher his name like I did the last time we took this. Um, but uh, Bruno was a scientist who, you know, took heliocentrism to heart. Um, he was eventually burned at the stake by the Catholic Church for his what was considered heresy. Um, he had beliefs they didn't like about the afterlife and religion and things. But another thing, of course, that wasn't popular was that he took the idea of the sun or the earth revolving around the sun further by kind of saying that stars that we see, you know, the stars we're looking at and seeing are actually other suns. Like the stars are just other suns, just like our own sun, and they have their own planets. And that's another like monumental idea. Now, now we're not just now we've gone from the sun revolving around the earth to the earth revolving around the sun to now the earth is revolving around a star among many, many stars that we look up and see. And he kind of went on to say, according to Wikipedia, Bruno wrote that other worlds, these other worlds that were revolving around other stars, other worlds have no less virtue nor a nature different from that of our earth and like earth contain animals and inhabitants. So obviously we're getting into extraterrestrials there, but he's basically making the argument that those other stars that we look up and see are just like our own star, and in that sense they have probably planets just like our own that have possibly other 
living things on them. And so now, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when we think about this, we've gone again from the earth being the center of everything to now revolving around the sun. And now the sun is just another star. And now there might even be other beings around those other stars. And so that is kind of like the vantage point that we kind of want to jump off of for this discussion because we kind of look at that being the point in history where you know humanity started to have this question and had to deal with this question of how significant really are we um so if it's okay with jiggles you ready to move into to discussing this oh i'm ready (laughs) okay Okay, so Jiggles, what do you think about the, you know, the idea of like geocentrism and kind of the philosophical, I guess, idea that it's, that abandoning geocentrism has kind of let us down? Abandoning geocentrism has let us down in the sense that we're not as important as we think we are, is what you're saying? (laughs) So you're, it wasn't a pun, but you've made it a pun. Like, it's let us down physically. (laughs) (laughs) Like, or emotionally, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting that, you know, we've sort of continually broadened our scope and that, like, the science advancements as uh, humankind has sort of been relentless in the fact of how small we are. Not even just in physical size, but also that... <laughs> And just how, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, Earth really is it's there. But, like, the power we have in, in relativity to, like, everything else is just so small that, like, you know, we can't. If, like, the, the sun wanted to crash into us, not that, like, it can, but, like, you know, we can't, like, control things like that yet, at least as a society. So it's like we're still really at the mercy of everything else, no matter, like what we do you know i don't know if that makes sense yeah no i mean like we wouldn't be able to stop the sun and also if that was to happen if the earth fell into the sun tomorrow then yeah it would cause kind of a ripple and mess up some of the orbits in our solar system but everywhere else in the in our galaxy let alone everywhere else in the universe just keep going wouldn't even know we're here it wouldn't have even mattered um and i think do you think that the idea of assuming geocentrism, right? Because, like, they didn't, they didn't know what was going on, right? I mean, we can't fault them for it, right? No. They were, they were looking from their perspective. Everything's moving around. So, like, <laughs> just, just you, you know, we didn't have the ability to fly out into space and go, oh, maybe the Earth is moving too. But um, do you think it's just, like, human nature, right? They just... To assume that my... My point of view is the point of view, kind of like my, I'm yeah. the center of the universe. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we're the star in our own movies, right? And, and other people are playing supporting roles, I guess. And in a sense, like you said, our perspective, you know, I'm the center of the universe or whatever. So we're taking our perspective from Earth that we can see are the small perspective we have and saying, yep, that must be exactly how everything works is exactly how we're seeing it from earth. Yeah. I think, I think it's natural. I think <laughs> I definitely can't say I wouldn't have like not only agreed with them, but even if I was like one of the people who was coming up with things like that, like I probably would have assumed the same thing. I mean, when you, use the technologies of your day like certain things just make sense and that was that was one of them it just was the logical conclusion at the time yeah yeah um, i mean it, it, that's... and technology continues to broaden your sort of foundations and then you have to reevaluate you know yeah and it, i think it's a good example of you know i mean 
we talked about Aristotle and political science, but it's a good example of how, of how science, like this is like getting into physics, astronomy, I guess astrophysics is the right word maybe, but I have no clue. <laughs> um, of, of how it, science doesn't happen like in a vacuum, right? It, this was a scientific discovery. Copernicus made a scientific claim, but that scientific claim changes like everything in a way right i mean you, you claim that we're not actually the center of the universe and we're actually revolving around the sun and we're actually one of you know eight or nine things at the time they were thinking that revolve around the sun <laughs> then you know that's a that's a big it's a big jump ideological jump yeah i mean i can imagine people were not comfortable with it. obviously we know that i mean he was not probably I mean, he was on his deathbed so he probably got avoided a lot of the backlash but i mean he inspired galileo and you know galileo was not liked by many of the people in power of his day not a favorite of theirs um for a lot of the same claims you know he he was he helped add weight to the idea and then he's attacking the geocentric beliefs that people had well i mean you you go it sort of attacks meaning in a sense so like you have a bunch of people who think who who base their meaning around like well i'm like this is why it's meaningful like why i'm important is because like you know all these things and that were sort of tied off of like the earth being the center of the universe and then like you challenge that it's like you're challenging the the baseboard of the house and it's like well now everything else is going to start falling you're kind of like breaking people's like ideological worldviews and it you know it's painful <laughs> it's it'll send you into a existential crisis very fast yeah i mean it's almost this idea if everything's revolving around the earth then by extension i guess you could say like everything exists for the earth like the sun exists for the earth it's revolving around the earth it gives us light the the moon exists for the earth like the stars that we see exist for the earth but as soon as you start talking about the earth revolving around the sun and it being one of we now know just tons and tons of planets revolving around suns it's like, like well they <laughs> the idea that everything there is for the purpose of the earth is it's a lot more shaky now it's it's hard to to make that argument i would think i think it's kind of hard to sort of put yourself into their perspective because like today like i know before we started recording you were talking about a picture by i can't remember the telescope you're saying so it's the it's the it was from the new horizons probe if you get on if you google search it the atlantic put out an article and they have the picture but i think they called it the uh the blue dot picture and it's basically where new the new horizons probe that left i think want to say in the 70s in the 90s before they turned the camera off they actually had the probe turn around after it had finished going through and taking pictures of different planets it turned the camera toward earth and took a picture and in the picture that it sent back earth is like this tiny like pixel of a dot and so, and that, yeah, that's the picture he's he's referring to. Um, but I was just gonna say, like, we have kind of grown up, like that's sort of our reality, like that's in our like elementary school like textbooks, textbooks of like earth science and whatnot. You know that we learn all this stuff, like Earth is this, like it revolves around the sun. Here's the solar system. I mean, you you make solar systems for your middle school science fair. So it's it's ingrained in us that like we are not sort of special, but yeah. back then that wasn't. It was it's kind of it was probably. I mean, I don't want to make a claim. I don't know, but it was probably taught exactly the opposite way that everything is revolved around. I mean, if that was the science of the day, then yeah. I mean, I, in the sense that people didn't really. I mean, you know, we didn't have school in the way we think of it now, but generally, I mean. It worked for everyday life, right? Yeah. It it didn't mat. It was one of those things. That didn't matter what you believed really about the universe at the time or the solar system. Like, it, it we didn't have the technology to test any of it. You could say that the belief itself was insignificant. 
Yeah, I mean, like you could have believed that we were li- we were all meatballs on spaghetti. It didn't, it didn't matter. Like, it still doesn't matter. That's the trick. <laughs> and, and I guess that's that's kind of the idea that we want to kind of unpack. Is like I know that in the picture he's referring to, and like I said, you can look it up. Um, you know, we can't show it thanks to the limitations of an audio <laughs> podcast. But um, I'll read out the pixel values of the image and you can draw them and put them into a image generator <laughs> yeah i know i i encourage you though if you're listening if you're not driving if you're driving don't do this but if you if you're in a place where you can like just search the new horizons you know pale blue dot picture or whatever a picture of earth you'll find it and it it's humbling it's a nice picture i mean i wasn't in it because i think it was in 1990 so i wasn't in it but it's crazy like everybody Everybody who was living at the time was in that picture. Your mom was probably in it. Your dad. Yeah. Probably. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you were in it. I don't know how <laughs> the age of our audience. But, um, yeah, it's like everybody was in that picture. It's crazy. Like, we take pictures of family. We put them on the wall. You know, take picture of your friends. You post them on Instagram, I guess, now. But everybody who was living at the time was in this picture where the entire planet that we live on was barely a like a pixel you couldn't you can't even barely make out what it is um yeah usually in like when you look it up there's like one of the plane image and then not far from that there'll be one with a like red arrow pointing towards earth because if if you're like me don't know what you're looking (laughs) you don't know what you're looking at it's you would never find it yeah no and and i think uh it's crazy, right? I mean, we, we, uh, you know, I didn't get into this like in the intro because we, we tried to not make it so convoluted. But, you know, something that I think about is, you know, the galaxy that we're in, the Milky Way is, is huge. And we're not in the center of the galaxy at all. And the sun is not in the center of the galaxy at all. We're in like the, you know, the most like outer rim of it circling every the middle of the galaxy because since the sun is orbiting around that and it's like you know (laughs) not even like are is the earth seemingly a small blip in our solar system but the thing our solar system is built around is you know is this small like seemingly insignificant piece of the galaxy and then you know and you take the universe it's like crazy but yeah (laughs) The, isn't there what's the closest galaxy isn't it Andromeda that's the closest galaxy yeah the closest galaxy is Andromeda I think it's like millions of light years away something like that I recently downloaded a uh, a color theme for VS Code <laughs> if you're a programmer called Andromeda and it's made it to to theme your your editor after like space themed colors very cool I recommend it <laughs> That's significant, if you ask me. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, do you think that it means that things are insignificant? Like, I think maybe we should we should talk about it, right? Well, we talked about why the idea is brought up, but like... I think the better question is, even if the Earth was the center of the universe, what necessarily makes it significant then? Despite, like, like even if we were the only Earth, or, like, the only planet, <laughs> not the only Earth, the only planet with life or, or anything, and there was one sun and it revolved around us, and, like, that's the universe, it's just Earth, like, what, like, then what, <laughs> is yeah. the question, I guess. I mean, I think it... At the time when geocentrism was really popular, it wouldn't have changed much. But maybe it would change a lot now, right? I mean... It would shake the bones a little now. Yeah, I mean, because now... I mean, I guess if you're talking from, like, a philosophical, like, everyday standpoint, I mean, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and go, well, you know, I was going to do this, I was going to get coffee, and I was going to eat breakfast... But then I was thinking about how the universe is not, the earth is not the center of the universe. So I think I'm going to just skip the coffee instead. Like, (laughs) you're not waking up and thinking about these things. But I think, 
I think it can kind of bring up some like just existential dread. I mean, you know, and it's something like like the horror that everything is so much bigger than we understand. Like that's what Lovecraft was amazing at capturing was this like horror of just like not being able to fathom things and I I think this those pictures they don't scare me but they they elicit some like innate like it's I don't like want to say like gut wrenching feeling but it's it's something innate like like wow like I can't even wrap my head around like this idea like yeah it's it's almost it's it's like instinctual you know it's one of those things that makes you want to turn into like a 16 year old who smoked too much weed and he's just like fuck bro <laughs> it's <laughs> fuck um <laughs> it's crazy too cause um you know this didn't make the intro either but uh Neil Armstrong you know one of the only one of the few people who's been on the moon right so I feel like there's some sense of like he understands the scale of things more than maybe most of us, right? He's been off the planet. He's been on another heavenly body. Oh, he's he's uh he's goaded for sure. Right, like his opinion matters. <laughs> yeah, and um and I'm not going to direct quote this, but you can look it up for the direct quote, but he he basically said something to the effect of like I stood on the moon and I was looking at earth. He could see earth from where he was standing which already is crazy but he said i i took my thumb and i put it in front of my eye and i got it close enough where i blotted earth out like i couldn't see it past my thumb and he said in that moment i didn't feel like a giant i felt really really small it's crazy i mean even when you're like flying on a plane and like if you're staring out the window especially if it's like daytime well, it's gorgeous. But. It's gorgeous, but then like you like look down and you're like, man, like these are like, like when you think of yourself and you're like standing in your backyard and you're looking up and you see a plane, it's like, you, and you you have the experience from both perspectives. It's like, man, yeah, like those are entire families with entire people, and it seems like when you think about your family and like your life and how you you know your backyard, it's like it's so big to you. And then you see other people, and it's so small to you. I think it kind of ties into the same idea of how they would come to the conclusion that we are the center of everything because, yeah. you know, everything's just bigger to you. Yeah. It's, everything seems to matter so much more. Perspective yeah. is everything. I think this is going to get, like, pretty heady and heady and, like, and definitely not. I'm definitely not qualified to make a statement like this, as you said last time, even better, right? I'm but ready. It's, it's kind of crazy, because, like, the idea that things are insignificant from a scientific standpoint is science. The idea that things are insignificant and that nothing matters from an emotional standpoint is, like, a symptom of depression, it's kind of like, it. it's like, I mean, it's a symptom of a lot of things, but it's like associated with like depression, right? Like this, nothing matters, nothing, you know, I'm, it doesn't matter what I do. Like, it, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, like you, it's like the idea of you have to like create meaning and even though scientifically, <laughs> there's no reason really to have meaning like accepting that is emotionally is not like you can't look at you know it's like you were saying like you probably if you're experiencing the meaningless it's probably not because you woke up and were like well because I saw that picture and I have it in a framed photo on my wall right when I wake up so that I can be I reminded every day person. Cause I want to shake your hand because I think that's pretty badass. But anyway, <laughs> when I wake up, I open my eyes, I sit up, I rub them, and I see that. I'm like, man, I'm so happy. Like, now I know now that because of this picture that I can just go do it. Like, I can go count grass. That was the <laughs> that was the example my philosophy professor always used in my senior year was he was like, if someone is happy 
out there in the yard counting grass and that's what they do every day like who are you to say that that's not sig- like it's significant to them they feel like they have meaning so who are we to say that you know it's not what they're supposed to be doing and to you know any person who doesn't sit there and count grass it's like man that person's insane like <laughs> where's their meaning but i'm just uh, i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> i'm just i'm kind of laughing because i'm thinking of our uncle who <laughs> when we were kids lived or was next door and we used to look out the window and he'd just be like sitting in his chair and maybe he'd have like a drink like some water or something just nice day just chilling and it's like you're just looking at the yard <laughs> and you're like i mean as a kid i'm like what are you doing now as an adult i'm like that's nice but it's just that's the image i got in my head is him just sitting there like looking at the grass looking at the lawn um counting the days he had to till he had to cut it again (laughs) estimating it's grown so much it looks like i'm gonna have to cut it by friday this week (laughs) um that rain really (laughs) um but yeah no it's it's crazy i I think, like you said, in a way, it's like, you have to make meaning, right? Because that's my struggle, is I think science doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Are the things we discover through science create issues, whether good or bad? They create, they change things. And I think it's more comfortable. You don't have to create your own meaning if the earth is the center of everything. I mean, maybe you just still do, but maybe you don't. But you definitely do if, like, <laughs> if, if, you know, it feels like from a universal scale, nothing we do maybe matters, right? I mean, and even maybe, like, for our entire species, right? There are scientists who, or maybe, at least there's people who think that we may never leave the solar system ever. Not like us, but, like, humanity in general like years and years down the road may never even leave the solar system like we may never even like explore practically anything of the universe like and then like maybe we die out at some point and like gg yeah i mean like (laughs) good luck next time (laughs) no and and seriously i mean it's it just makes it's like in a way, it's like, it's not trying to trivialize things, right? Trivial, trivialize things, right? Because your perspective is important, right? Your perspective and the things that are bothering you and your sadness and and joy and things like that are important. But sometimes it's like, I think, like, you're sitting there, like, stressed at work or something, and you're like, stop and think like does does any of this like really matter right it's hard because it does but it's like it does here it does here on earth but i think the scary thought is maybe outside of earth maybe it doesn't right i remember i was sitting on my campus's beauty spot really stressed that uh that I was going to be expelled from the university for reasons we won't go into. <laughs> and I... I don't even know that story. <laughs> I had that thought, and I was like, does this really matter? And I was like, well, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> like, in the grand scheme of things, it is what it is. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. Do you... I think, sorry, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. Science advancing and, like, sort of shaking society is something that Nietzsche talked about a lot. I mean, when he made his, like, I mean, the most famous claim in philosophy is when Nietzsche said that God is dead. And he, in his writing, he said, like, science killed God, basically. And that that's, like, science killed the determinism that people could hide behind, which was, like, God gave them meaning, so... Science has killed that because we no longer, like, it doesn't, science no longer agrees with God, at least the way Nietzsche saw it. And so, now that people can't hide behind determinism, like, they're dealing with this existentialism, I think it's sort of similar. Like, when you, you get away, like, you get, you look at that picture and you're like, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that the 
like the Catholic Church that was in power at the time when these ideas were coming around didn't like the idea of heliocentrism and abandoning the idea of the earth at the center of everything because religion does offer meaning and I don't think that that makes religion bad inherently I like I don't think religion is bad inherently anyway but it does offer meaning right like science in a way science never gives you a reason why <laughs> other than like well this led to this and this led to this and it's like but science can't tell you Science can't give you, like, happiness or, like, a meaning or, like, the reason that I find joy in, like, loving my family or something, you know? It's, like... It's just... It tells it just you like is. it is. Yeah, and, that, and, and religion for a long time has been a way for humanity to find meaning. And, I mean, I think maybe the reason that we're talking about this now is just, like, you know, at least in the States you know, atheism and is growing rapidly, right? Like, people are less religious than our parents were. And, and when you abandon religion and you then look at ideas like we're talking about now, it's like you've lost on two fronts, right? The earth scientifically maybe is not important, and now you've abandoned this religious and philosophical idea that things are important and have meaning. And so... So then what? Yeah, what are you left with then? And I, I... You're left with the idea that you can ignore that. <laughs> and maybe and maybe that's, like, healthy, right? Like, maybe just ignoring it and, and moving... And I feel like a lot of people do that, right? They just... It's not... Maybe it's not healthy to sit here and ponder, like, if anything matters, you know? Maybe this podcast is a bad idea. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it's bad for our mental health. I don't know. I, I think, I think, and I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this is that, you know, it's something I think about, right? Like, how significant we are, like, you know, is there meaning in things? Is, is there a point to doing things? It's escaping nihilism. That's the goal. You gotta <laughs> escape. <laughs> Yeah. It, you, around the time, if you you're like 20 years old, you you reach a point where you go through your nihilistic phase. Especially if you're like born around the same time as us, I'm pretty sure most people around us went through that. And now we're a little older, you gotta dig yourself out of the hole you dug yourself into. Because <laughs> when you were younger, it was like, oh yeah, everything's meaningless. You were fine with that. But then you, now you. <laughs> takes a toll on you you got to dig yourself out that's what we're doing here for you i i think what makes me uncomfortable like you said is i i when i was a kid things were so simple like my beliefs were so much simpler the things that i thought about like the universe and the world were so much simpler and it was more comfortable that way and things had meaning and i knew what purpose i knew what the purpose of stuff was i knew why i had to do this i knew why i had to do this because there's purpose to everything and like as i've gotten older it's like i've realized i don't know that i see purpose in everything or in it's like or at least purpose (laughs) you know things at least (laughs) hearkening back to what we talked about with aristotle like things are moving up the ladder (laughs) or down the ladder (laughs) getting further down the ladder like things are not as close to yeah i mean and it's hard because like what are you left with then what is your reaction to it is i guess the important question yeah and i think i don't think this has to be like a negative connotation like a negative outlook because i think that I mean, I love science. I love science a lot. Science is so important in my opinion. Um, And I think that it does leave us to decide what, how we, how we take things, right? Science is, now we have to decide what that means. And maybe that's that's maybe that's the price of intelligence you know maybe i mean when i look at the picture when you know when i wake up in the morning and i sit up and see it i part of me is like oh like 
that's crazy like I'm like we're so small but then that and I get like that gut-wrenching feeling of like it's just I can't even fathom it but then the, another part of me gets like excited because like one like that's cool yeah. <laughs> for just one thing like that's cool it is cool that like there's stuff out there that is just completely unexplored by like at least humans or I guess at least humans on earth um and like it's just so giant and vast and like there's just so many things to discover that like part of that is exciting and like gives meaning and like it makes you want to sort of contribute to like humanity's like goal of if if you can call it a goal of like exploring and discovering curiosity curiosity yeah curiosity is important i mean i think part of the reason we're where we're at right it's just for the sake of knowing right just keep trailblazing it do be big yeah no and i agree i think there is that initial like just wow i i don't know even what to think but it is cool <laughs> and i think you can look at the galaxy and at the universe and you can see things as having purpose or you can see them as not and i think that's something somebody has to decide for themselves right if you want to look at how massive things are and you look at you know how small the earth is compared to things and for you you see like a god in that in that this, everything is so massive and grand like and that's how you find meaning to it then like that's good right you you have meaning to it and it helps you live in your daily life and it brings you a sense of comfort like that's that's good and you know whether you, whether one person is right or the other i guess we'll never they probably <laughs> never know but um but i don't think that's a bad thing like because again i think that science science is not interested in the whether this has meaning She's saying it is. And so whether you look at these pictures and you see, you know, a God's creation or whether you see the result of the Big Bang Theory, I think as long as we're being, like, cognizant of the science and the literature, I don't think what the meaning you find in things necessarily, like is right or wrong or good or bad does that make sense i think so i think i get what you're saying that like there's not necessarily a right reaction or a wrong reaction to it because at the end of the day like science doesn't care like it just is yeah. like you can kind of think of it as like so just a, a kind of like a fact you have to deal with like an aspect of life like you have to deal with oh like i have to deal with waking up and seeing this picture like understanding that like that's how significant i am on the portion of the universe but that doesn't mean that like the way i react to it like science has nothing to do with the way i react to it like that's where science ends yeah i remember when i was like 14 and i had my mind blown for one of the first times um there was this video I probably probably was newer than then. I'm probably just misremembering. But there was this video. I think it was put out by Google. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll we'll find it and put it like reference it at the end. Um, but it was like a video that took a zoom in and it started at like the theoretical size of the universe. I think I could be misremembering, and it zoomed in to like the galaxy cluster of the Milky Way and then the Milky Way galaxy then like around where the solar system is and then towards the earth and then it kept zooming in and then it like zoomed into like a woman laying in a field and it zoomed into like her eye and kept going until it got to like nanometers which is like the smallest things in like cells and part of it is like everything's so big but then at the same time we're so big compared to everything else that it 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 puts i don't know it, like, puts everything kind of into a weird perspective where, like, we're giants, but we're also tiny. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, we're big compared to some things, and other things are big compared to us. And maybe, you know, we do more significant things outside of Earth now, especially now with we have people traveling and living in space and stuff than, like, maybe an ant does. But, like... I was thinking about ants earlier when <laughs> when he started this. And I was like, when I, like, look down at an ant, or, like, you're a kid and, like, the classic, like, eight-year-old boy, like, burning ants with a fire or a, um... An eyeglass. What is it called? A magnifying glass, yeah, which magnifying I never glass. did because I'm an ethical good boy. But, um... <laughs> If you did that, it's okay. I forgive you. But he, um, you know, it's like the significance, like if of the ant. If you found meaning in it, <laughs> if you found meaning in it, that's fine. That's fine. You know, you do you. Um, but like the perspective from the ant, it's like, you know, he, he's, his mind was probably blown moments before you blew him up. <laughs> yeah. It was like, the brightest thing you ever saw. <laughs> you were the sun to him for a brief moment in time. He was revolving around, or you were revolving around him, and he walked into the sun. But, I mean, even in that, like, is so small. And there's things that are smaller than us that we still don't understand. I mean, we don't understand how the brain works fully, and it's, I mean, it's just these little tiny, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like these little tiny cells and like neurons and like a network of neurons and all that and like signals and it, we have no idea how half of it works as far as i'm aware yeah no <laughs> currently I'm, i mean i think you know i think there's still purpose in continuing to study like everything we can right i mean i'm studying psychology right now and i guess you could make the argument maybe like what's the point right like you're studying one species that maybe like is just not even important on a grand scale but like there's purpose in in it now and in helping people and the ideas that can come out of it that can make people's lives better and i think that still has you know at least i find meaning in that maybe right that's his perspective <laughs> You gotta find your perspective. I also like to think of um, the, if I'm not mistaken, um, the idea of like, um, like quantum mechanics was something that, if you've ever listened to the band Gunger, first of all, maybe you should. <laughs> they're they're very musically good. Second of all, um, one of my favorite songs by Gunger is the I Am Mountain song where they talk about like you know, the idea of stardust and stuff from other planets has, like, over time, like, hit Earth, and, like, we're kind of made out of that stuff, too. Like, you know, like, we're part of, you know, the star that's millions of miles of light years away, maybe, that the light hit Earth a long, long time ago and has added to the ecosystem here, and then we're made of the stuff that it's added to. And it's, like, everything kind of connected in that way. And I find that idea really cool i mean it maybe maybe makes things a little bit smaller again a little bit more like able to comprehend i don't know does that make sense it does make sense it reminded me of a quote i don't know how relevant this is but i think it's by alan watts which if you went through a phase like that like i did then you're probably well aware of him but um if you go if you think of like every phase that like a a kid, a like 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid who's into philosophy can go through, I promise you I went through all of them. <laughs> um, but he said, like, think of humans as not being, like, put on Earth, but coming out of Earth like an ocean, like a wave in the ocean. I think that kind of ties into what you were saying, is, like, we sort of, like, are accumulation in, like, a peak, uh, like a pinnacle of, like, everything hitting like everything coming together on earth as like a sort of accumulation of all that. Yeah, no. And and I and you can see it as just results or you can see it as like some type of divine intervention and I think either way you know it's like I said as long as we're like taking what science is 
and then finding the meaning around it. I think, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. some people like, for example, one of there's this idea that one of the reasons that a lot of meteors don't hit Earth and a lot of stuff coming from deep space, especially doesn't hit Earth, is that Jupiter's so big (laughs) that it just (laughs) sucks it in and like Jupiter's fine. It's okay. But, like, <laughs> would we even be here without Jupiter? Maybe not. Like, maybe too much would have pelted the Earth and civilization wouldn't have been able to form. And whether you see that as, like, <laughs> dumb luck or, or <laughs> well, you know, you could make the argument, well, the only reason that we can even have this discussion is because Jupiter was there in the first place and thus it does not prove, <laughs> you know, like... Or whether you see that as, like, divine intervention, that that was put there to protect us. Like, you know, the science is, but the meaning that you're pulling out of it and what makes you feel connected to the solar system and things like that, I think that that's where the meaning and philosophy comes in, right? Jupiter the homie. Jupiter is a homie. Just letting everybody know, Jupiter, Jupiter's a homie. <laughs> and, and maybe we've tried to remember that if the earth just disappeared like at least everything is having some impact gravitational wise on everything else so your body mass <laughs> your body mass is doing something in the grand scheme of things yeah 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 it may be really small yeah but when you jump somewhere you're pushing the earth that much further downward <laughs> somehow some way yeah so yeah i mean so what do you think is the the takeaway we should take from this? The takeaway is that you got to take your perspective. And this is this is off the hat, so <laughs> you got to take your perspective. This is not life advice. This is not life <laughs> we advice. We do not condone this as life this advice. This is our perspective. Please do not take this and run with it. <laughs> Think of it as meta perspective. It's our perspective of <laughs> others' perspectives on science, which is a perspective. Um, but I think the takeaway is you gotta find what makes you jitter. What, uh, as the Canadians say, what smokes your salmon? You gotta find that, and you gotta go. You gotta go smoke the salmon. You gotta do one. <laughs> You know, just I, I think, I think like you said, we're not waking up and thinking about this. Like, this isn't no. like uh, again. Every now and then, this will just put you into like the headspace of like the sixteen-year-old who's like too high to like comprehend. Like, you just sit there and stare at it, and you're like, man. But then eventually, you come down and you go on about your life, and you you do the things that you have to do. Like, you just live your life, and that's that's the purpose, you know. I think that my takeaway, if anybody's listening, would be to not to let the idea, like, debilitate you. I don't think it has to be a negative idea. I think it can just inspire you and make you wonder. Like like Jiggles was talking about, it, it makes you almost sometimes, like, almost, like, curious, excited, like there's so much out there like let it be inspiring let the massive scale of things and how big the galaxy and the universe and stuff is be inspiring don't let it be debilitating or make you feel like it doesn't matter i guess i don't i don't think that should be the takeaway does it make sense you gotta let it inspire you there's this picture uh that circulates around uh, my hometown of Reddit every now and then, uh, and it's uh, I can't remember her name, and I I probably this is probably something I would want to add at the end uh, as a source, but it's a picture of a woman, and she's standing next to a stack of like notebooks that is taller than her, and it is handwritten code that she wrote that put a man on the moon, like she was the lead, or I, I don't know. I'd have to clarify, but she was like one of the engineers at least on the team at NASA or whoever put the man on the moon. It was NASA, I think. Okay. Um, And it's like that part of that, like, is one of the reasons I got into computer science was because when I saw that picture, I was like, man, like, she, 
like contributed so much just because she was able to like control computers in this way and i think part of that is one of the takeaways i think is get excited contribute to the exploration of this you know yeah i mean one of our biggest assets as humans is just that we're just curious we ask questions for the sake of questions kids do that like they why you know why is the sky blue why does the sun move that way kids just they want to know and they don't want to know for a specific reason they want to know just because like and that's when you tell them the sky's blue because of light or prisms or whatever you take them down a notch i'll have to study that before <laughs> my possible future kids ask me that but no like maybe it is like just just wonder for the sake of wondering right just be curious i'm just gonna tell them that that's the color of space <laughs> and let school <laughs> let the trust the public education system <laughs> <laughs> I can see your future kid now. I don't my, have the answer. My daddy to said that that's because space is blue. It's gonna ruin your kid too. <laughs> They're gonna believe it. <laughs> I just can see you be like, being like, uh, honey, it's because, see, when you code something. <laughs> I haven't seen the sky in weeks. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't remember what color the sky is. Um, so yeah, look up maybe the night sky and think about think about it the last time i felt super super like the 16 year old uh was during the lunar eclipse yeah lunar eclipse i was outside of my college apartment and it's like it was like in a really kind of quiet area like i was off of the main road kind of and i was just staring at it and it was like midnight i think at the time it was a really cool moment i can't remember whether it was solar or lunar it was, a, it was the one that you can look at. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a uh, solar eclipse then. Because a lunar would be the sun eclipsing the moon. But It was no, the one of the, where the moon gets red. I remember that night because me and my wife were watching the Spongebob movie. And we paused it because the, the eclipse was happening. And I remember we texted each other. I was like, are you looking outside? And you, you said you were. And then you were like, bro, it's crazy. Like, we're both sitting here looking at the moon even though like at the time we were an hour away drive which is not that far but still it's like to our perspective that's a far ways away it's like you know we're both staring at the same thing and much of humanity at the time was both staring it was all staring at the same thing it's crazy right but yeah it's crazy yeah so i i don't know whether that's a hopefully this is a positive takeaway you can take just you know you gotta you gotta make meaning where you're at but let the the grand scheme of things inspire you instead of haunt you maybe that's my takeaway explore yeah so so yeah this has been a i think a good conversation we we appreciate anybody listening thank you for listening indulging our thoughts um if you like us and you think we deserve it you know like the podcast leave a review um, if you, you want to leave a review and talk about how we're stupid or, or just leave a review and tell us how like the new horizons pictures photoshopped and doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll take it down off my wall. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, join the conversation. Does this inspire you? Does it fill you with dread? What do you feel like when you look at pictures of things like of the planets and and with that picture particular like what do you think about let us know join the join the discussion and you know because that's that's what we want to do is just bring up these things so people can hopefully discuss them and have the discussion with somebody else right talk to your friend yeah your cousin yeah your (laughs) your friend's older brother yeah Maybe wait for a good time. Don't like. No, just go in. Don't turn the TV off and be like, so. <laughs> have you thought about how insignificant the Earth is? That's exactly what you have to do. But maybe like if you're high and like. <laughs> it'd probably go over good well then. Um, so yeah. Now we're just meandering. But uh, I guess I don't have anything left to say. You? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, this is. I'm Tucker. I'm Jiggles. And this is us signing off.
Jiggles coming at you with some sources. First, I wanted to be clear about the picture I was referencing of the woman standing next to the books. Uh, that was Margaret Hamilton. She was a lead software engineer at the Apollo Project, uh, and she was standing next to a bunch of handwritten code uh, that was stacked on notebooks that ended up being taller than her. If you just Google her name, it should be the first picture that comes up. Next, for all of the information we got about Copernicus, we used the Bible Gateway, Wikipedia, of course, uh, and then Biographics video on Copernicus, Professor Dave Explained video, Today I Learned, all of that on Copernicus, and then the picture of the pale blue dot of the Earth from a far distance was published by The Atlantic, so go check it out.